Bible reading this morning from Isaiah chapter 58, beginning at verse 1. can be found on page 746 in the Church Bibles. Isaiah 58. Shout it aloud. Do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the descendants of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation that does what is right and has forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have they why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. <clears throat> Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? It's only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes. Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? <clears throat> to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the oak, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointed finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, <clears throat> then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Our God, our Father, please take the words that I say and speak to our hearts through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning and thank you so much uh, for inviting me to come and talk to you about Tear Fund. And actually, thank you for your lovely welcome. 
I have been made so warmly welcome. I had some lovely talks already. Thank you. It's really lovely to be here. So my name's Simon Mitchell. I've been a tier fund volunteer for about 20 years now. <clears throat> and for about 15 of those years, I've been uh, a tier fund speaker as well. And I've been fortunate to have done a number of volunteer trips with them. This is where volunteers pay for themselves to go and visit some of the projects that Tier Fund are supporting in the developing world. <clears throat> Most recently, I've been to Malawi a couple of times, and there I've seen lives changed dramatically, lifted from dire poverty to farming successfully. And I come back from those sort of trips just really encouraged. But firstly, a very, very big thank you to St. Jude's for your generous support over the years uh, for Tear Fund. And I hope what I say this morning will encourage you as a church, and I know there'll be a number of you personally who support Tear Fund as well, I hope it'll encourage you to know that your money is well used. It does have an impact on individual lives, lifting people out of poverty, giving them self-esteem, self-worth. If you're unfamiliar with Tear Fund, it's now one of the leading Christian relief and development agencies in the UK, working in just over 50 countries with people in the greatest need. In other words, those living in extreme poverty. The definition of that is now living on less than $2, or roughly equivalent now, £2 a day. And while it's true, and something for great thanksgiving, that the number of people living at that level has roughly halved in the last 20 years, it is still true that one billion, or about one in seven of the world population, live in those conditions. And now, very, very sadly, the numbers are going back up due to the pandemic and climate change. The number in extreme poverty, it's going back up, and it's now going back up quite rapidly. So, Tear Fund is asking churches to concentrate on climate change, and they sent you through a week's worth of challenges for as many of you as possible to look at and to respond to you to respond to before I spoke to you today. And I was looking around when you were supposed to be discussing what you've been doing. I was trying to pick up whether there was sort of huge enthusiasm, but actually it was quite subdued. So it's interesting. I wonder how you've got on if you've managed to do them. And I'm sure, actually, amongst you, there'll be a huge variety of responses going from, oh, not more climate change. Uh, I can sympathize with you if you felt like that, through to some of you maybe taking on those daily challenges. And I've already been talking to somebody uh, this morning who sold his car and cycles everywhere as part of what he does anyway. I have to admit that as a Tier Fund speaker, I found this the most difficult topic to speak on. Now, what I'm hoping is that those who have been able to look at their da the daily challenges well, actually, I found them useful in looking at their ongoing lifestyle. And rather than sort of, I think it's quite drastic to sell your car and cycle everywhere, I couldn't do that. 
But for those of you who drive non-electric cars, might I give you a couple of easy things to do that can make a change? One is, how hard do you accelerate when you've been stationary? If you do it gently, what I call right foot, light foot, saves fuel. Do you drive at 70 all the time? If you drop down to 60, saves fuel. Two very easy things to do, as I've discovered. And actually combining each individual's response to climate change does cumulatively make a difference. But actually, isn't it all too overwhelming? Why should I be doing anything when it seems that governments worldwide and national leaders seem to be doing so little, sometimes nothing, sometimes the opposite of what they should be doing. I'm also aware, as a tier fund speaker, I enjoy encouraging people with the positive changes that tier fund can bring to the poor. But I'm also becoming more and more aware of the gross injustice in this world. Those of you who are able to watch those videos, the first day, the first video, day one's challenge, will have seen a lovely man called Norma Molina, one of Tier Fund's representatives in Honduras. And he spoke about the fact that Central America contributes very little towards climate change, but they are the ones, Storm Julia, affected the most. 2004, I went out to Honduras to see some of the Tier Fund projects. I wouldn't go there now, but I did then. What a privilege. Five years before that, they'd had a hurricane, and we saw how they'd recovered because they'd had that five years. And it was amazing what they had managed to do. They don't have that recovery now. It's storm after storm after storm. That's injustice writ large. But the Old Testament passage we've just heard talks about acting justly and loving mercy. Indeed, God's love of justice is a prominent theme throughout the Bible. It's second only to idolatry, is the most popular topic in the New Testament. Sorry, in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, one in ten verses of the Synoptic Gospels relate to either poverty, justice, or wealth. Now, verse 10 of the passage we've just had read to us says, Is not this the kind of fasting that I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and provide the wanderer, the poor wanderer, with shelter? And very challengingly, the passage in Matthew's Gospel where Jesus talks about the final judgment, this is very salutary. The main points of the judgment about whether they were fit for God's kingdom or not were how they had dealt with the poor and the needy. That was all. Nothing else. So is all of this, God saying, you must show compassion to the poor or else. 
Am I just trying to take you on a guilt trip? No, no. It's more than that. Part of that passage on Isaiah reads, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger and malicious talk, if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. So God is saying, this is my passion for the poor and for justice for the poor. If you do the right things, I'll be pleased with you and I will reward you. And what I've discovered, particularly as a volunteer for Tear Fund, is the encouragement you can have from being part of the outreach to the poor, seeing lives changed and people lifted out of poverty. And I've seen this time and again. It works. And at a time when we look at the news and the world looks so broken, we feel helpless, don't we, to do anything. But we can be part of what God is doing for the people who most need help. When we look around at the global situation and wonder, where is God in all of this? He's there, working through his people. They are his hands, his feet, his mouths in some of the most desperate situations. Yes, Tearfan has partners in some of the worst situations. They are there. But it can be overwhelming, can't it, to get our heads around such a huge issue. Where do we start? It's a giant global problem, but it has very human faces, individual stories of lives affected and of families struggling to survive, people with names, hopes, worries, and dreams. And if I could have my first slide, please, if that will come up. Okay. This is Loyara. She is a mum. She lives in a small village in Burkina Faso, where she farms her small plot of land to try and provide food for her family. It's very difficult because climate change has affected the amount of rain which falls, which makes it hard to grow crops when you haven't got the right rainfall. Both she and her husband both live with disabilities. Loyara doesn't have much use of her left hand and foot. She works hard on her land to grow crops so that they can eat, but it's a struggle. And it's been made significantly worse by the changing climate, which in recent years has become disastrous effect on rainfall patterns. And in West Africa, where Loyara and her family live, droughts have become more commonplace. And with no rain, there is nothing to eat. And I've been to places where I've seen that. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. Loyara was so happy when a group of people who worked with Tearfun came to her village and gave her some help. She got some chickens from them. They taught her how to look after them so that they will lay eggs. She now has got another way to provide for her family by selling chickens and selling eggs. 
and they also gave her the equipment she needed to make sure that the animals were looked after and were, had a safe place to live. Now, the people who helped Noyara were able to do this because people like you, churches like you, support Tiafan financially. And it made Loyana so happy to feel that people cared about her and were helping her. She says, this help calls me to recognize God's help. I feel loved by those who have contributed to it. I pray that God helps me to succeed in my activity and to be a blessing for my children and others. But maybe you think the problem's just too vast. It's impossible to do much about it. Well, George Hoffman, who's the first chair of CEO, the first CEO of Tier Fund, had a lovely saying. He said, one person cannot change the world, but you can change the world for one person. Which brings me to the sign-up leaflets to sign up to support Tier Fund. Now, obviously, as a Tier Fund speaker, you'd expect me to want as many as possible of you to sign up and support Tier Fund financially. But actually, right now, with the cost of living crisis, I find it very difficult to think I'm asking you to give more to something else. It's not the best time to ask folk to sign up, but maybe, maybe there's one or two of you who actually feel they want to do this. And I want to encourage you to be part of something that is actually affecting change in a broken world, that is lifting people out of poverty, changing lives. So if you feel that you'd really like to do that, I've got a table over just by the door there. Please come and see me after the service and I'll help you to fill in one of these forms. But even if you're not in a position to support Tier Fund financially, I would urge you all to pray. Please pray for Tier Fund. It's nothing without our committed prayers. It's got a very good website which has all the update information about what's going on, which helps you to be effective in your prayers. But also one of the things they're majoring on at the moment, please pray about the Climate Change Conference COP27 happening in Egypt next month. Thank you, Adam, for putting it up as one of those prayer topics and for highlighting it. It's so disappointing to see how little has happened since COP26 and how much has failed in any of the promises. We need to pray that governments will finally take things seriously. And one of the latest things from Tier Fund, they say there are significant barriers to progress on the climate finance that's so desperately needed. With the war in Ukraine, the cost of living, the energy crisis, our own volatility and politics here. We are, Tier Fund says we are turning to God in prayer, ask him to take our offerings and bring a breakthrough. We've seen time and time again that our small efforts, i.e. just Tier Fund with other 
groups like them, alongside those of others, turn into big impact. And we know that God can do so much more than we can ask or imagine. Your prayers will be gratefully appreciated. And if you'd like to start getting updates from Tear Fund about COP27, do see me afterwards uh, and I will be able to link you up with some details of that. And please, even if you weren't able to do the challenges this past week with Tear Fund, consider your responsibility to respond to the problems of climate change. Now our next song is going to be the Tear Fund song Beauty for Brokenness, which I gather is a song you're not familiar with. So we're going to watch a YouTube version of it. So please remain seated and look at the words and make these words your prayer. Thank you very much.